the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. One hour ago, CNBC tweeted, breaking news out of the United Kingdom. It reports its highest number of daily COVID cases since the pandemic began. We have, we have vaccines. We have been told repeatedly that this ongoing COVID matter is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We have more COVID cases now in Britain and pretty much everything in the U.S. has followed the preview that we've gotten from Europe. So we're going to see going forward what the caseloads are in the United States. Mike DeWine said, pandemic of the unvaccinated. No, it is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's an endemic. It's prevalent. It's not uncontrolled. It's not, it's not, you know, rampantly killing people anymore. I've likened the number of cases to a stat that can be significant or may not be. I mean, if you have, you know, a million cases, would it, not follow that if your death rate is 0.00001%, that you'd have more deaths with a million cases than you would with 500,000 cases. Yeah, of course. Because it's a fraction of whatever the cases are. In that regard, case levels are not insignificant, but they are not necessarily indicative of the kind of results you're going to get. Similarly, in football, there's a stat, time of possession. You have the ball a lot, you probably should win the game. Doesn't mean you're going to win the game. Maybe you have the ball a lot, you drive down the field, you go from your one-yard line to the other team's one-yard line, and you have seven fumbles in a game. And the other team has the ball very little in the game, but every time they have the ball, they score on the first play. Well, they don't have the ball very much, but they're beating you. So that's where we are with the COVID numbers. I don't I, I don't look at that number, and there will be people who will look at that number. Oh, breaking news. UK reports highest number of daily COVID cases since the pandemic began. Oh, run for your lives. Triple mask. Not me. I don't live in fear. Now, the state of Ohio is moving towards sports gambling. I object to sports gambling because I know that gambling leads to a lot of issues in society. I'll never forget the first time I walked through the casino in Cleveland, the downtown casino in Cleveland. This was on the day it opened. We were doing a radio remote there. Obama was the president. And honestly, I will admit that I didn't really arrive for my air shift in the best of moods. Because I was walking past a cell phone store. And the sign on the window said, get your free Obama phone. That put me in a sour mood. Then I walked through the casino. And I noticed something. Now I admit, I'm making a value judgment a visual judgment about the people there. So I could be wrong. Nevertheless, it's my judgment. It's my conclusion. 
I noticed from my perception that a lot of the people who were there gambling did not appear to be people who could afford to lose the money they were unquestionably going to lose. They were people who were there desperate to try to turn what money they had into one of those life-transforming events. Oh, my goodness, I hit the jackpot. I won a million dollars. I won $5 million, whatever. The number of times that happens is, of course, very, very rare. The casinos would go out of business instead of tearing themselves down to build bigger casinos. So by definition, a lot of people have to lose for a few people to win, for them to afford to be able to pay a few people to win. So that's my objection to gambling, is that the people who do it are desperate. They're not professionals. They don't have the disposable income to gamble. It leads to... A lot of sad situations. A lot of people lose homes. A lot of people lose marriages. A lot of people lose their lives over things that back trace back to a gambling addiction. Not, not a lot of people can manage it. I've had friends who were compulsive gamblers. They beat it, thankfully, but they speak about it as if it was one of the worst periods of their life, which I'm sure it was. So I don't want to begin gambling. I won't begin gambling. I think I have more than a general knowledge of teams and games and sports and stuff like that. But I'll confess, in my life, there have been many times, many times, I'll look at a point spread on a game and I'll go, well, that's wrong. That's a a gift. If you ever find yourself uttering the phrase, this is a gift line, this is a gift point spread, without fail, (laughs) you should know That if you think that, you are an overwhelming majority of the time going to be wrong. And you are going to lose the money that you are absolutely positive you are going to multiply. Maybe not once, but on balance, the number of times you think that and the number of times you're right, you're going to be right far less than you are wrong. So the state of Ohio is going to allow the teams in Ohio, the Reds, Bengals, Indians, excuse me, Guardians, Cavs, Blue Jackets. They're going to allow them to buy licenses, and in some cases, multiple licenses, to have gambling apps in arena gambling, in stadium gambling, and all those things. And yes, you're going to be, it's going to be like everywhere is Vegas. You're going to be able to gamble on all the silly little things like how many first downs will a team have and Will the first pitch be a strike? And will the Cavs score 100 points or will they not? And you're going to be able to gamble on Buckeye games. Now, I can't, well, let me stop myself in my tracks. I was about to say, I cannot imagine Ohio State ever partnering with a gambling app or a gambling entity. But if there's one thing that Ohio State has proven over the years, it is that if they can put a price on it, And if they can profit from it, then all of their concerns melt away. So it would not surprise me if they have, should the state allow it, the ability to partner with a gambling entity and have gambling in Value City Arena, have gambling in Ohio Stadium. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Because here's the truth. I don't know if it's sad truth, ugly truth. The truth is... Ohio State is not going to like it if people are gambling on their games, its games, and Ohio State is not getting a piece of that. They're not going to like that. 
You know how I know they're not going to like that? Have you been to an Ohio State sporting event lately? What did you do with your paper ticket to that event? You're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't have a paper ticket. I have to buy my ticket electronically. Yes, that's right. You do have to buy your ticket electronically. Do you know why you have to buy your ticket electronically? Mm, I know, nice guess, COVID. No, that's not why. The reason why you have to buy your ticket electronically to Ohio State football and basketball games is because Ohio State didn't like and wanted to eliminate the possibility of people scalping its tickets and getting paid the same for a $100 football ticket while someone else made $400 on that ticket by selling it for $500. And it's much harder to scalp a ticket electronically than it is when it's a paper ticket that you just hand from one person to the other. Very, very, very difficult to do that. So that is why you have electronic tickets at Ohio State. That, I think, demonstrates the fact that if there's money to be made, Ohio State wants its share of the money, which is to say, from the Ohio State perspective, all of it, or all of it that it can get its scarlet and gray hands on. But the teams will have these approved gambling apps. And if you're in the stadium, you're not going to be able. They're going to block the other sites in the stadium. You're not going to be able to gamble on those other sites. But what I'm curious about is, will people become more engaged with teams as gambling becomes more a part of the fiber of the experience around the game? Or will it be a thing where the people who are engaged will become more engaged, but the people, the general number of people, the aggregate number of people who are fascinated by, invested in emotionally the teams, will that number go down? I think both things are entirely possible. I think the people who are into it will get deeper into it because of the gambling aspect. But I do think the gambling aspect will drive some people away. It's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when that you will have numerous point-shaving scandals in college sports because of legalized gambling on college sports in states other than Las Vegas. Not a matter of if, matter of when. The kids get all the lectures from all the people and all the warning signs and all that. What are all kids convinced of? Their own invincibility. Their own ability to do something and profit from something that nobody else is going to figure out. They're going to be enticed into it by gamblers, and the reason gamblers do it is to game the system and to stack it so that a game of chance, and every game is theoretically a game of chance, remove the chance, right? You get a kid in on the game, all he's got to do, and he doesn't even have to lose the game. See, this is the fallacy. People think, oh, he's got to throw a game. He's not going to throw a game. Bruce, guy's not going to throw the Michigan game. No, he's not going to throw the Michigan game. But he might intentionally drop a touchdown pass in the Indiana game if they're right on the spread number. And catching the pass puts him over the spread, or not catching the pass puts him under the spread. That's how point shaving works. So 
this has always been a danger by quote unquote legalizing it on a broader scale it does not diminish the danger i hear this argument all the time well if you get the states involved and you get more people involved and more eyes on it it'll make it safer nope nope it will not make it safer just wait and see i will be proven right on this but as for those people who will disengage from sports because of gambling I don't think gambling is the primary reason why the audience for sports is going to be going down. I think the reason why the audience for sports is going down is because the sports are becoming increasingly political. Not in the athletes themselves, but in the leagues. I think we're on the precedent of the precipice of the NFL becoming much less relevant, much less profitable, much less popular with our culture. I'll explain why next on The Bruce Woolley Show. The headline coming out of today's show, top of the show, is that the two young children who were murdered, assassinated, in our city a week ago today, six-year-old girl, nine-year-old boy, were targets of that assassination, not collateral damage related to the 22-year-old man in the front seat. They were all targets of the assassination. This from Columbus Police Detective Terry Kelly. I believe the children were very well, the children very well might have been the targets of this assassination, Mm. along with Mr. Wade. That is just despicable. And look, if you're Someone who knows something, you got to summon the moral courage to say something about it. The police make it easy for you. They have a Crime Stoppers hotline where they don't trace the calls. They have a website where you can report things anonymously. Uh, you shouldn't want to do it for the reward. You should want to do it because it's the right thing. You should want to do it because it's the only way to stop senseless murders like these, like that of Olivia Kurtz, like that of Mackenzie Ridley. We are losing teenagers and people in their 20s and kids younger than 10 in what is already a year of Another murder record in the city of Columbus at 191 and counting with 16 days left in the year. I implore you to do the right thing. And our city leaders need to do the right thing and stop talking nonsense. Stop chasing two rabbits at once. Social justice and a reduction in crime. Now, when you put that word social justice in front of your efforts to stem the crime wave, the murder wave in our city. What you're telling me is that you are looking at things conditionally. Will this hurt us at the ballot box? Will this hurt us in the community? Will this make people think that I'm demonizing them? Now, this is the this is the double-edged sword Democrats have honed in that when they always frame everything in terms of race and they try to impugn the integrity of their political opponents, not on merit, but because they are racist. When you make everything about race, that boomerang comes back and whacks you in the head. And then you try to adopt policies and enact initiatives to solve the problems you're elected to solve. And you find that, oh, I can't say that. I can't do that. And you are left with disastrous results that lead to 
the assassination of two kids under the age of 10. Okay, so I'm watching an NFL game the other night. I flip it on for like five minutes. Cardinals and Rams. Goes to commercial. I'm not watching it on delay. I got to watch the commercial. And the commercial is a big-time appeal for an organization that I can tell by the name and the things the person is saying on screen are completely antithetical to common sense and to punishing criminals for criminal activity. The NFL couches all this under the very... um, receptive-sounding name, Inspire Change. So they lump all these dark, woke, erroneous organizations under this title, and they give them millions of dollars. And what do these groups do? Do they inspire change? No, they do not inspire change. They are about defunding the police. They are about turning criminals loose on the streets. The NFL has a social justice initiative. They've given tens of millions of dollars to it. And one of the recipients is the Oregon Justice Resource Center. Another is the Community Justice Exchange. Both of them, on their website, support defunding or abolishing the police. The Oregon Justice Resource Center received three hundred grand from the NFL part of the tens of millions of dollars that the NFL has pumped into its Inspire Change programs. Community Justice Exchange is not only against penalizing criminals for their criminal activity, they are against immigration enforcement. Here's the statement from their own website. The Community Justice Exchange is working toward a world without prisons, a world without policing, prosecution, surveillance, or any form of detention or supervision. Ah, I can shorten that sentence. The Community Justice Exchange is working toward a world of complete anarchy. No supervision, no surveillance, no detention. No brain functioning came up with that position. They want to abolish all prisons, and the NFL is giving them money. Part of the work of the Community Justice Exchange is to run a sister operation called the National Bail Network. The National Bail Network is, like most woke organizations, designed to do exactly the opposite of what the verbiage around it would suggest that it is supposed to do. It's not there to establish bail. It is there to eliminate bail. This is the organization that Kamala Harris gave money to grew in the aftermath of the 2020 riots following the death of George Floyd. Eliminate bail! This is the initiative that put Derek Brooks back on the streets of Waukesha so he could drive his SUV over grandmas and kids. And the NFL is giving to this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.